Ah, back home. It's time for the news from Back Home Magazine. Today's news is about designing your own home. The reason you want to design your own home is simple. It's the best way to save the most money. Who knows better what you need than you do? Whether it's home office space or a playroom for toddlers or a workshop for crafts. Now, for those who think that designing a house is far too complicated, take heart. As long as you can trace circles and squares on paper, you can do the most important part of the design yourself. And it's one of the first places to save money. Instead of thousands of dollars in architect fees for someone else to design and draw your dream home, just pay them a few hundred dollars to simply review and draw your design. Even if you have a home computer and can draw your own plans, it's a darn good idea to spend that couple of hundred dollars for a review of your proposed plans. You might think a forty-foot unsupported span of two by fours is a good idea, but an architect will quickly point out the physics involved. Save more money by going to your library for research. You'll find dozens of books and magazines to help in the design process. Begin with the basics to keep from feeling overwhelmed because there really is a lot of information. For example, the shape of your home. This seems pretty simple, but consider that we are the only species on the planet that builds in squares and rectangles. Birds, bees, beavers, and virtually all other animals that build shelters tend to build round houses. Even without college degrees, your backyard robin instinctively doesn't waste time with corners in building a nest. Round and circular structures are far stronger and can take more pressure than square or rectangular structures while using exactly the same materials. Plus, round forms are the most efficient use of materials to enclose a space. A typical 800 square foot rectangular floor plan. With walls 20 feet by 40 feet, has 120 lineal feet if you measure around the walls. The same 120 feet of wall in a circle gives you 1,146 square feet of interior space, 43 percent free, just because of shape. Next, really think about what you need, not just what you want. You really need a guest bedroom that's rarely used, but when it is, you wish they would leave. For a fraction of the cost of that extra bedroom, buy a good convertible sofa for visitors. Raising a family generally means that you'll need a good-sized kitchen, while a retired couple might only want an efficiency kitchen. Consider your materials for construction. Natural materials like rock and stonework are. Not only environmentally friendly, but are virtually maintenance-free for lifetimes. If you do build with wood, think about staining and preserving the surfaces, not painting them. Paint always peels; it's just a matter of time. Perfectly good building items like windows and doors, lighting fixtures and flooring are always available at discounted prices if you take the time to look for them in advance. That salvage yard stack of tempered glass might make a heat and food-producing greenhouse for your home. 
More information is available from Back Home Magazine. Our phone number is 800-992-2546 or on the web at backhomemagazine.com. News from Back Home is produced in cooperation with WNCW Spindale, North Carolina, with support from AirCheck Incorporated on the web at radon.com. Back Home Magazine is published bi-monthly in North Carolina, south of Hendersonville, on West Blue Ridge Road, just east of the old Flat Rock. For all the folks back home, I'm Ryan Doyle. Thanks for listening. You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of family, the circle of being. I'm not awake, Tree Song. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. Um. This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And it is our spring membership drive, and I want you to go to the phone right now and call. Who should we call? We should call. Oh, you don't remember the number off <laughs> the top? I remember it. I just wanted to be sure. <laughs> I, if I'm going to say it to everyone, it's 457-3691. That's 457-FM91. And we're going to have to come up with some special thing. I always come up with the stickers. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Renewable it energy is homeland security. Yeah. I have some of those. What else? We also have, if if you have a blank CD, we have the podcasts we could put on a CD for somebody. Or you could just go to our <laughs> website, yourcommunityspirit.org. Yeah. But I don't know if people would want to listen to us again. <laughs> yeah. So um, the reason why we want you to have a call is to become a member of DBX or mainly... Just to give us money. Because, you know, the DJs here, we don't make any money. And we don't really need to make money because we love the station so much. Yes, but the station needs to make money. So that that wonderful little tower out there that broadcasts all these waves and brings these shows to you, that takes money. And because everybody else can't be DJs, they have to show some way that they also love the station. Right? Yeah. So, um... Let's get to some happenings. This has been a happening week. If you go to BigMuddyIMC.org, there is a very pictorial um, article. There you go. Article about our voice is not a formality. Students cry out for recognition and change. Students young and old showed their school spirit by arguing for a right to participate in decisions regarding how their money is spent. Topics range from Saluki Way to housing issues to student empowerment. And again, there are lots and lots of really, really good pictures. Yeah, and I don't think it's on the website, but there's. I've read this great quote from uh, Mr. Walter Wendler saying that this is not a representative democracy, the uh, the. The groups are here just to advise us. <laughs> yeah, student student government student group. government group is just there to advise them. Yeah, they're not democratically <laughs> elected. Wait a second, they are democratically elected, but they are not 
the voice of the students? I guess they are the voice yeah, of the students. Yeah, they're the voice of the students, but then the voice ha- of the students has no actual power in the university. But that could change. <laughs> so students assembled on May 1st, which is was Labor Day, to voice their opinions, inform their classmates, and propose alternative solutions to the Sulukiway Way Plan. Some students saw the protest as an opportunity for making connections with the no- one another and for making taking charge of their lives. And the whole thing was filmed. So um, the DE put a thing that um, people jumped on Wendler's car. <laughs> and since the whole thing was filmed... Yes, we'll see whether or not that's the case. <laughs> yeah, well... From what I've heard, it's not the case. Not the case at all. And so in their editorial, the DE has said that people shouted profanities at Wendler and jumped on his car, <laughs> keeping him from leaving the building... And um, the guy who filmed it said, well, I reviewed the film and I didn't see any of that. Yeah. That actually, um, the guy who viewed the film actually said that um, someone said, um, what, F you. And (laughs) Wendler said, don't use profanities with me. And the student said, that's why I said that, so I wouldn't use profanities. Yeah, to say the letter F. (laughs) (laughs) So... And he wasn't saying it to Wendler, he was saying it about Saluki Way, which yeah. I guess does kind of bust Wendler's chops. <laughs> so, it seems like there's lots and lots and lots of people went to this protest and all these pictures. Yeah, it's and, pretty exciting stuff. And the funny thing is, Wendler didn't bother to actually come out <laughs> to see the protesters. He actually snuck out of the building. <laughs> yeah, it was funny in the in the DE article. It describes how Wendler left by unknown means. <laughs> we just envision the little tunnels under the university or the secret helicopter. <laughs> you can always tell things are going well in relationships between an administration and the students when you know the administrator feels the need to hide. And. Um what the what is it USG the undergraduate student government mm-hmm. voted on their last meeting to first of all um, censure their president Nate Brown who apparently hasn't been representing the students to the university or the board of trustees mm-hmm. so they um, this is what I've read in the papers that um, they have voted him no confidence in him because he hasn't been represented in them. And then part of their resolution was politely telling Wendler to keep, uh, continue looking for a new job. <laughs> that was, yeah, so. Yeah. So big news over on campus in Carbondale. <laughs> um, okay, happenings. Happenings. Well, I know tonight, so sadly we don't have the name of the film that's being shown tonight, but there will be a, a some sort of event this Friday over at the Big Muddy IMC, 214 North Washington in Carbondale. And for more information on that, you can... Actually, it's not on the website, but you can email info at bigmuddyimc.org, and we will try to track down what that event is for tonight. (laughs) And next Monday, May 8th, well, actually, this week also the Neighborhood Co-op opened in their new place. Yeah, that's big community news. You know, well, I'm very aware of it because I work there, <laughs> but there were tons of people throughout the whole first week, so it's pretty exciting. Monday, May 8th, Mill Branch Trail Hike. 
The Shawnee Group Sierra Club will be um, carpooling to Delwood, Illinois, to take a hike at this two-mile loop rim trail in Bellsmith Springs. If you haven't heard about Bellsmith Springs, it is an extremely beautiful part of southern Illinois. Bellsmith Springs affords continuous views into a sandstone canyon sculpted by water erosion. If time permits, they also may visit nearby Burden Falls. As part of a wilderness-designated area, they will discuss the value of such protection and various threats to it. Leave Murdell Shopping Center's Big Sign in Carbondale at 9 a.m. or the Marion Walmart North parking lot at 9.30 a.m. Leader is Bob Tyson at 684-5643. Again, that's next Monday, Myrtle Shopping Center at 9 a.m. to go to Bellsmith Springs and hike in the woods. Monday, Monday, Monday. <laughs> yes, and Bellsmith Springs, very beautiful place. I've been out there many times. <laughs> As for some money. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, once again, in case you're just tuning in, we have the spring membership drive going on. And my name is Tree Song. And this is our spring membership drive. So I want you to go to the phone right now and call 457-3691 to become a member of WDBX. Because with all the shows on here, from wonderful music shows to uh, the morning talk block to... To us. us. We ruin it. (laughs) Yeah, we're the little little intrusion of the morning talk block into the 10 o'clock hour. (laughs) So if you like... Any of what's going on here at DBX, you can support all of the activities here by calling 457-3691 and pledging to be a member. And if you pledge for our show, we would actually know that people like us. Yes. (laughs) And it helps with our self-esteem. And even if you don't like our particular show, (laughs) you can call in now and say, oh yeah, there's that other show I like on (laughs) DBX, so I'll support them. (laughs) As long as the station gets its money, you know. Okay, so let's see. In other happenings, on May 11th, Don Lawrence, Ph.D., a former biology teacher at CCHS, will highlight the Galapagos Islands' unique plants and animals, emphasizing their evolution and influence on Charles Darwin's theory of natural selection. Don will also show the unique geological formations on the islands and efforts to save a unique species from non-native invasive plants and animals. Dinner before the meeting with the speaker is at 545 at Italian Village at 405 South Washington Street in Carbondale. Oh, yes, and the meetings, that's where the dinner happens, and the meetings in general are held at the Carbondale Township Hall at 217 East Main Street in Carbondale, across from the Bank of Carbondale. And they start at 7.30 p.m. Let's get to the news. Is our children learning? U.S. government studies finds human-caused climate change real. Bushies, of course, unconvinced. A scientific study commissioned by the Bush administration has demolished, I say demolished, one of the key arguments of climate skeptics, concluding yesterday that there is no discrepancy in rates of warming at Earth's surface and in the stratosphere. Oh, and also that there is, quote, clear evidence of human influences on the climate system, end quote. 
This solid, unambiguous conclusion, like every other scientific finding about climate change, has inspired the White House to redouble its commitment to its current policy. More study. This was the first of 21 planned assessments and volunteer efforts to curb emissions of greenhouse gases. A spokesflack for the White House Council on the Environmental Quality said the report made it clear that Bush's $2 billion a year focus on climate monitoring and research was, quote, working. Um, what? Straight to the source, the New York Times, the Washington Post, both the 3rd of May, 2006. <laughs> yes, we often have news about climate change. <laughs> It's always interesting to hear the latest. The change we are a coming. <laughs> yes. So let's see. In other news, the threat set. Polar bear and hippo added to list of at-risk species. Animals and plants considered threatened with extinction now number 16,119, including 20% of assessed sharks and ray species, the polar bear, and the common no longer happy hippopotamus. Why are they happy? Oh, I don't know. It's just it's a saying. Happy hippo. Really? Okay. So says the latest red list of threatened species, produced after two years of study by the World Conservation Union, confusingly acronymed IUCN. Unrelated global fishing is largely responsible for the shark decline. Oh, excuse me. Unregulated global fishing largely responsible for the shark decline. Climate change in the Arctic may reduce polar bear numbers by over 30% in the next 45 years. And rampant hunting in the Democratic Republic of Congo has led to a 95% decline in hippos in the country since 1994. The red list includes one in three amphibians, one in four coniferous trees, one in eight birds, and one in four mammals. Oh, and 16,119 is a, quote, massive underestimate of the true problem, according to an IUCN researcher. The main culprits, human activity and global warming. Straight to the source, BBC News, 1st of May, 2006. Now we get to talk about my favorite, high gas prices. Da -da -da -da. Another flail in the coffin. House flails about wildly and ineffectively over higher gas prices. House Republicans who face a bruising battle to retain their majority status this November are growing increasingly desperate over high gas prices. Since there's nothing they can actually do to reduce them, this translates into furious political maneuvering. With two fast-track bills this week, they sought advantage over dem Democrats. The first bill directs the Federal Trade Commission to establish a definition of and penalties for price gouging. This dumb idea, more or less stolen from the Democrats, passed easily. The second bill would have eased, i.e., reduced environmental restrictions on the permitting process for new refineries. This bad idea, even oil execs don't think refinery permits are the problem, was designed as a, quote, poison pill Democrats would have to reject, thus allowing Republicans to paint them as obstructionist. How this little fur, fur, fur <laughs> flurry of political PR will affect the November elections remains to be seen. How will it affect gas prices or the longer-term energy problem? Not a whit. 
Straight to the Source, San Francisco Chronicle, The Seattle Times, Associated Press, the 4th of May, 2006. <laughs> now, I know I had another one about gas prices in here. Oh, uh, let's see. Throwing a Pony. Oh, yes. Should I hop to that one? If, if I can convince you. <laughs> yes, Throwing a Pony and we'll talk. In lieu of real energy policy, senators propose sending people checks. Oh, good. I was just reading one of the other stories related to this news item. I checked for $100. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Apparently, driven insane by high gasoline prices, Congress folk are reaching virtuosic heights of pandering and venality, approaching some sort of platonic ideal of what's wrong with politics these days. <laughs> Exhibit A, Senate Majority Leader Bill Frist just unveiled a proposal that would bribe the American people with $100 checks in exchange for permission to drill in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. We wish that this were some, that there were some kind of metaphor or figure of speech, but really, that's what it does. Everyone with an income below $125,000 would get a $100 check to help with the gas prices, you see, and oil companies <laughs> would get drilling. <laughs> that's like, I mean, that's like two tanks of gas. Yeah, it's like, well, we'll pay for two tanks of gas and then we'll take it all out of the wildlife refuge. <laughs> so, Exhibit B, Michigan Senator Debbie Stabenow introduced a bill that would repeal $5 billion in oil company tax cuts and send a $500 tax rebate to families earning under $119,950. We don't have a crystal ball or anything, but we'll hazard a guess that this legislative race to the bottom is not going to end in sensible energy policy. Anyone want to take bets? Straight to the source. Bloomberg, uh, uh, Petoskey News Review, 25th of April, 2006. So, I actually have a, Yeah, I have actually have another article that talks about the same story. Yeah. We'll do anything for love, but we won't do that. I would do anything <laughs> for love, but... Republican gas price pander discussed even pandering loving American people. So once once this uh, sending $100 to almost every American exchange for permission to drill in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge w- got out, scornful feedback started pouring in. Quote, do you think we are prostitutes? Do you think you can buy us? Asked callers to one Republican Senate office. What kind of insult is this? Asked Rush Limbaugh. Silly, sniffed Fox anchor Britt Holm. I don't think much about it, sneered Senator uh, Mississippi Senator Trent Lott. I don't think it's a real answer, said Alaskan Senator Lisa Murkowski. And those were the Republicans. <laughs> Straight to the source, the New York Times, the 1st of May. <laughs> so Yes, so the whole $100 check idea is not going over too well. <laughs> I don't know, it's tempting. How do dollars? So let's see. In other news, who's on the right side of the road now? Yeah. <laughs> Brits change habits to save gasoline. Americans don't. What? <laughs> Starting in 2008, new drivers in Britain will be tested not only on the anxiety-producing three-point turn, but also on their ability to drive in a manner that conserves gasoline. Really? I guess so. Nice. We heard it here first. (laughs) The country hopes to produce a new generation of eco-aware motorists who accelerate and brake smoothly 
and change gears early to save fuel. Other countries have instituted similar initiatives, like the Netherlands, which estimates that savvy drivers can cut fuel use by nearly a third. It's almost like they take their effect on the environment seriously. What? <laughs> ah. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the U.S., whining about gas prices is still on the rise. <laughs> but so is demand for gas. Yeah. As most Americans are still financially able to handle prices at the pump. Economists suggest gas prices would have to be high for several years for people to adjust their gas-guzzling habits, especially without a driver's ed teacher nagging them from the passenger seat. <laughs> Straight to the source, The Guardian, The Wall Street Journal, 1st of May, 2006. So who's on the right side of the road now? <laughs> Gasoline. Sue and improved. States to sue the Bush administration over weak fuel economy standards for SUVs. Stop us if this sounds familiar. A group of states plans to sue the feds over lax environmental regulations. At this point, the feds have more suits than Armani. Their federalism, federalist, I can't even, (laughs) anyway, their federalism, federalistic, take my states, please. Hey, we have to liven these stories up somehow. The latest suits to be filed this week by 10 states and two cities is over the Bush administration's recently released changes to fuel economy standards for SUVs and light trucks. The plaintiffs, led by California Attorney General Bill Lockyer, hope to push the administration to toughen the rules. They said the feds have violated the law by failing to rigorously analyze the effect of standards on air quality and climate change. A spokesperson for the Department of Transportation called the lawsuit predictable. Oh, that, that's bad. <laughs> that they, they're starting to reach the point where lawsuits are predictable. Lawsuits are predictable. <laughs> so the feds expect that their governing will piss off the states? That inspires so much confidence. Straight to the source, the New York Times, Los Angeles Times, the 2nd of May, 2006. So, I was going to talk about the nuclear stuff, but... We don't have much time. Yeah. Let's see, where is the nuclear stuff? It's over on... It's titled, Can You Fear Me Now? (laughs) Scientists plot to warn future generations about dangers of a nuclear site. A thousand or more years from now, a huge underground salt mine in Carlsbad, New Mexico, will collapse and bury the tons of radioactive plutonium-covered debris from nuclear power production that are stored there. (laughs) <laughs> so they've they figured out in like uh, you know a thousand years to estimate that yeah, it's going to fall in gonna collapse and then there's still going to be you know millions of years left in the half life you know not millions millions it what says two hundred forty nine thousand two hundred forty nine thousand don't exaggerate yeah well it'll still you know <laughs> it, it never fully goes away it, they say exceedingly toxic for two hundred forty nine years right maybe the half life then it still has half of its capability right yeah. So. But it'll be a long time longer than a thousand years. So they're trying to come up with some sort of symbol that says, ow. <laughs> <laughs> that people will understand 250,000 years from now. So I want people to call me or to Energy Mon to help us fight against the nuclear. <laughs> That's the purpose of this station. Fight against um, idiocy. There we go. Um, the only way we can do that, though, is with money. Yes. The reason being is it costs money. It's 
especially with the high gas prices, that prices also affect electricity and energy costs. And believe it or not, this little station, it costs some money to keep the station on the air. Do you know why? Because we crank out some good things. And good things always, always cost money. So this is Ord Energy Mon reminding you to listen to your community spirit every Friday morning from 10 to 10.30. Or if you really like our show, you can go to our website, which is yourcommunityspirit.org, and listen to our shows again. And you can let people know all across the world that they can listen to your community spirit because that's the great thing about the web. So... Give us a call at 457-3691. That's 457-FM91 to become a member of DBX. Again, this is Orda Energy Mon. Stay sunny, stay happy, but most of all, listen to us. This hour of programming on WDBX Carbondale is sponsored in part by your membership contributions and by Global Gourmet. Located on Carbondale's historic town square at 102 East Jackson Street, Global Gourmet features a plethora of homemade ethnic and savory foods and pastries prepared daily by their trained chef. Global Gourmet, a culinary adventure. Dine-in, carry-out, or catering available. Open Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Global Gourmet, 549-0771. Take down that walking stick and hike to the hilltops. Pop a tent, fly your tarp. And settle in for the Camp Festus Radio Hour every Saturday evening, 6 to 8 p.m. So tune in your ear goggles for the Camp Festus Radio Hour. Saturday evenings, 6 to 8 p.m. on WDBX, community radio for Southern Illinois. I went to a weekend fair, met some. 